0: Three,
1: two, one. You are listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be A Dickhead podcast. I'm John Gilbert. I'm Ian Thompson.
0: I'm Alex King.
1: And today we are going to be talking about the environment. Mm. Big topic this one, isn't it?
2: Mm. It is, yeah. It's it's, it's a serious always been topic.
1: Yeah, I feel like at one extreme we're just like talking about people using the incorrect word in a sentence and now we're talking about the destruction of our entire planet It's
2: all got to be handled by the D-Bad podcast otherwise no one's going to do anything about it we <laughs> had all of the scientists on the phone saying what do we do? we tried so much, it's
1: just not working we're just not listening because it's like the environment and the destruction of the planet is like the biggest of the elephants in the room Yeah and I don't know about you guys, but I've had these like existential crisis moments where I think about all the things I do in my life that I feel are terribly important to me, and I feel like I try and do my bit more than just doing this podcast around like social change. But then I think, well, one day there won't be a planet yeah. if we're not careful. So none of this will ever matter, and we've killed all the animals, and the human race is just like a few disparate people living in some dystopian nightmare. Uh, out of Did interest, it really matter that I helped them stop smoking?
2: What, what what are what are some of the things that are incredibly important to you? That you think about In life. But beyond the environment. No, you said that often you think about all these things that are very important to you and then you think actually oh. those things don't matter. So what I'm just out of interest, what are some of the incredibly important things?
1: Well, well maybe not incredibly important, but you know like when you think about well, like the stuff we've discussed, am I being a good neighbour? Am I looking after my health? Am I making the best use of my time on this planet?
2: Oh, right, okay. I thought you meant like going <laughs> to cinema or something like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I think, I just thought like you meant like when you were thinking about things that are important to you. I thought uh, you meant things no. like going like, to the cinema. The things that we do nah. that
0: maybe, does it really matter? Because yeah. it's not going to be here yeah. soon
2: anyway. Well, they all matter. Very deep. And if we, do, if, if we do them all then maybe the planet will be here. Somebody said to me once
1: um, when I was having this kind of moment of doubt, they said, well look, you can only do what you can do. And what you're trying to do is better behaviour. And every time we do better behaviour, then that is going to have more of an impact on what it means to be a good human. Therefore, when we tackle the environmental issue, which is such a big issue, we're better prepared for it. So maybe when we say we're just trying to make the world a better place through reduced dickheadery, that is the
2: stepping stone to saving the world. Yeah, we're not just making it a better place, we're making it exist. <laughs> and I think I think just like... <laughs> Just like God originally made it exist, the D-Bad, the church of d that I've always been trying to start up is going to keep it existing. And that's why people should sign up to uh, a monthly PayPal donation to D-Bad uh, straight into account number, account name, Ian Thompson. And, you know, we'll be fine.
1: Thou shalt not dickhead.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ian Thompson, the highest or something. I don't know.
1: So why do you think we don't, we, not just D-Bad, but the world, why do you think we don't do more to be more environmentally conscious and
2: try and serve the world? Is it simply that it's just too big? Mm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It seems like it's too big because we're dickheads and it's too much hard work.
0: I think a lot of people don't actually believe that it's a thing either, which is slightly concerning. It's like the leader of the... The most powerful country in the world doesn't believe it's a thing, so all of his followers are going to also. What the
2: leader China?
0: No, no, America. America are the most powerful yeah, country I knew in the what,
2: world. I knew what you are meant. Are
0: they? Are they not? Yeah, how?
2: I knew what you meant. Yeah, carry on. I was on. being facetious. Ah, okay. Which facetious, incidentally, is one of only two words in the English language with all the vowels in the correct order. A E I O U. Facetious, and there's only one other um, word in the English language that has all the vowels in the correct What's order. What's that one? Abstemious. Mm. Ooh. Never heard of that. I don't even that. know what that means. I've never heard I that can't word. remember what it means.
1: <laughs> so you were saying, Alex...
0: Yeah, I just think a lot of people are just a bit ignorant to it. And I think if you think, oh, me recycling this bit of plastic is not going to make a difference, which it can do, but I just feel like a lot of people probably have that attitude. They think, well, no-one else is mm. doing anything about it. but
1: mm. Yeah. Well, there's your genuine climate change deniers yeah i know somebody i mean she has a phd and she's worked in science her whole life she just doesn't believe it exists she's just oh it's all just normal and just carries on yeah. with her day so I think a lot of she generally believes that that's almost not dickheadery that's just that's her view um, i mean i'm not a scientist but i do believe what the scientists tell me then there's the people who don't care mm. and then there's the people who just think uh eh, you know what the world should have should have figured it out for itself i'm going to do what well, I, proactively selfish about it, they're the dickheads.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with you there. I mean, I don't know how well you know your PhD friend, but let all the scientists that believe it is true, I'm presuming she hasn't got a better insight than them, than all of them to put together. So I'm, all I'm afraid, the
1: scientists.
2: I'm afraid I'm calling her out as a dickhead. I think what we've touched on here is that we've got several things. I think we've got people like Bolsonaro, president or whatever of, of Brazil, who's, who's beyond dickheadery, he just—he's just a hateful, like, evil turd. Uh, then you've got people like Trump, who I don't know whether he is a climate change denier or not. I think he's just playing up to his base, who are dickheads. And because he's doing that, because he's doing that, then that makes him king massive. No, dickhead. I think
0: he is—he is the. He is the yeah, I think that is what he is. I genuinely. I think do. he doesn't
2: really care whether it's true or not. He doesn't have a, a a brain in his head to be able to let him decide whether it's true or not. So he just decides, what would my base want me to say? What would, like, a gun in hillbilly (laughs) in Kentucky with three teeth want me to say? He'd want me to say, like, uh, oh, yeah, it doesn't exist, so let's all just carry on doing what we're doing. And that makes him a massive dickhead, because, like we said, a dickhead is often someone who knows what they're doing but still does it anyway. Mm. I don't know whether Trump knows what he's doing because I don't think he's clever enough, but he is a massive dickhead and also a massive dick.
0: (coughs) It's
2: birth of
1: those things. Wow. Yeah. Um. We've been thinking about taking just a section of the show to use as an advert. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tweet it at Donald Trump. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, it'd be great if he responded to us.
1: Well, it would be good to get some publicity yeah. from it. And one of the things we were going to talk about was what Trump does with Twitter. Basically, it's, it's attacks on, like, Greta Thunberg. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I going to sound really naive here. Because Trump isn't the only person who doesn't like Greta Thunberg. What's going on there? You've got, I think, she, I think she's still 16, she mm. might be 17, but you've got a young girl who has made big upheavals in, in her life and really kind of put her, her neck on the block to come out and say, "Look, we need speaking to the leaders of the world, we need to do something about this mm. because the old models of leadership are not working. We have this environmental problem and we've just got to try something different. But don't look at us, the kids, to fix it. You have got to do it. And if you watch her speeches, she's a fantastic speaker. It's very difficult to for me to disagree with anything she says. But yeah, people just seem to really have yeah. a problem with her.
0: I've experienced a lot of people, especially like I, I don't want to like sort of stereotype it, but grown men seem to really dislike her. And I've heard people speak talking about it, and I just I just don't understand it. Even if you don't agree with her sort of opinions and what she's trying to do, which I don't understand why you wouldn't. Why would you attack, verbally attack, a, essentially a child that's trying to sort of better the world? I think it's because people don't like the thought of being told, especially maybe by someone that is younger, or a child, and I, I don't understand it. And a girl. And a girl, yeah. And I just, I think it's awful. I've heard it a lot and I've seen it a lot on social media and it's just, I don't understand it.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's weird, isn't it, yeah. that all these... Um middle-class, upper-class, white, right-wing men um, uh, find it necessary to attack an autistic 16-year-old girl.
1: But I don't think it's because she's autistic, but they're using things like that yeah. um, to kind of explain it. Oh, well, she's obviously got a different view of the world that can't be correct. Uh, it's, it's a part of this ongoing saga that sometimes just makes me embarrassed to be a middle-aged white man. Because yet again we've what we've done is we're spitting our dummy out because we've been proven to be wrong about something. Uh, we don't like where it's coming from, as you were saying, mm. Alex. Mm. We're picking holes in it, as you say, Ian. And it's just like, and I've just used the word we, because I I just I just
2: don't get it. Yeah. Uh, and w- when you say we, I mean, I do take issue with you saying we a little bit, because I have no problem with Greta Thunberg. Until the day when she says sex in the city instead of sex in <laughs> the city, I have absolutely no problem with her. <laughs> at, which, at which point I'll be, I'll be um, following Trump on Twitter. And...
1: <laughs> I think there's another thing that Greta Thunberg, not the only person speaking up for the environment, but we hear things that we don't want to hear. And that makes us uncomfortable. It's a bit like when, you know, you have been doing something for a while and then somebody starts showing you that there was a better way of doing it. You can go yeah. one of two ways. You can be like, oh my gosh, yes, that's very helpful, thank you. Or you're just going to denial yeah. mm. and you're just like, well, I'm going to do it my way, like like it all on. But I'm very much like that. I play squash um, and when a good squash player sees me play, they go, oh, I noticed you do this, but it'd be much better if you do that. And I'm just like, nah, don't want to hear it, mate. I've been doing it like this for years. That'll do me. Um, now, that's all right doing that for a game of squash, but when it comes to the destruction of a planet, yeah. we probably need to yeah. be a little bit more mature about it.
2: Yeah, squ- squash and the destruction of a planet are very similar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, 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 neither of them are happening particularly quickly at the moment. We're not allowed no. to play squash. And one of the unintended benefits of the COVID-19 lockdown is actually less pollutants for a while. Yeah. Although I dare say that there's going to be other problems with that, which actually links into one of the pieces of psychology around the environmental issue, which is when we do something good, we then go and do something bad. So I recycle uh, and do lots of positive things, but then I'll then go on three unnecessary flights every year, and therefore my carbon footprint from that is far worse than any of the good that I achieved within the home. Mm. And you see it with people who drive environmentally sound cars, so then they do more driving because they can't. And actually, there's no good that's been created at all.
2: No, yeah no. yeah it's weird isn't it carbon offsetting's weird because it does it just leave things stood still you know what i mean it doesn't help at all it just leaves it uh, stood still so you can you can pay when you get your flight to carbon offset your flight so it's like all right so i'm going to pollute a load but then i'll do something that offsets that polluting so we're just back to where we are at the moment where in actual fact you'd be better off paying to offset a flight that you've not taken oh that's what i should have done i was supposed to go to san diego with work in march and I didn't, it got cancelled in the end, so I didn't go. I didn't take my flight. I don't know whether I did, but I don't think I did. Paid to carbon offset. Um, I don't have the money to be environmentally friendly. So, um, so I, I don't think I did pay to carbon offset. But if I had have paid to carbon offset and not took my flight, then I'd have been one up on the environment there. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you could have celebrated that by just. I, Ian Thompson won the environment zero. <laughs> Yeah. Or the other way just, around, maybe, I don't know.
1: You could just hire like a Mustang and just drive around and around and around for a few yeah. weeks now.
2: Well, I mean, as you two both know, I haven't owned a car in about five or six years now. So I'm incredibly... Uh, you just use everyone else's. Uh, environmental. <laughs> all right, all right. We don't need that sort of talk on this yeah. podcast. And, thanks, and the Alex. ones you do hire are real guzzlers.
1: <laughs> so the d community have been in touch. Great. And um, Sally Gill no relation, well she has a relationship, my wife says, recycling, why wouldn't you recycle? I occasionally speak to people who don't. A why wouldn't you? And B, how on earth do you fit everything in your bin if you don't separate and recycle?
2: I wonder why these yeah. people, do what, pe- what reasons do people give for not doing it? Do they, is it like that well, if, unless everyone does it, there's no point is that, is that the
0: I reckon that's a lot to do with it. it and also maybe it's a can't be bothered thing yeah. I've always been to, like my mum's quite strict with recycling, so I've always been like told like, it's been drilled into me to always do it. But maybe people that have been brought up not doing it, they might not think it's I don't know. It can be, I reckon a lot of it is just thinking, well, me recycling this bottle is not going to make any difference to the bigger yeah. picture, which I it's think is a, what the problem thing. is. Yeah,
1: they need to watch yeah. the movie Happy Feet 2 <laughs> with Brad Pitt as the krill. And he's like that, and it's like, we can't make a difference. But then when they all do rally together, they break the ice and save the penguins.
2: There we go. Our recycle bins here where we live are blue. And you always get the recycle people looking through the blue bins. And if you've got anything there that isn't recyclable in this area, then they refuse to take it. Why don't they ever look through the non-recyclable bins in our area? They're black. Why don't they ever look through the black bins and say, like, no, you've got some recycling in there, mate. I'm not taking it.
0: That's a really good point.
2: I believe... I believe
1: they're starting to do that. Mm. Oh, good, good. And not to turn this into a meeting rather than a podcast, <laughs> but that excellent campaign that we developed around recycling that never saw the light of day was because <clears throat> they're changing the focus to the thing that you've just suggested. Right. Oh, good, okay. So in a roundabout way, you're a pioneer for a different reason. Thank than you very for much. For our excellent campaign
2: that never saw the light of day. OK, well, it, that added to my uh, non-San Diego flight. You're welcome, world. <laughs> See? D-BAD. What would we do Church without Ian Thompson? I found an article online which was uh, five crazy ideas that might just save the planet. It was in Reader's Digest. So the first one is um, from an astronomer, Roger Angel. Good, good name for this. Um, <laughs> he wants to build a 10,000 square mile solar sunshade made out of um, 16, was it 16 trillion glass disks between the planet and the sun which he reckons will reduce the sun's harmful warming effect by 2%. He wants to build some sunglasses for the Earth. Do you say trillion? How do you keep it in place? Sixteen trillion glass disks.
0: How would they manufacture those? Wouldn't that just contribute to the problem in the first place?
2: That is an excellent point. I don't know. (laughs) That's why all the scientists come to us, Alex. But probably Alex, yeah. Yeah. Between like the two of you, Robert you've really,
1: like- really helped save the planet. <laughs> I
2: mean, why, aren't we, why aren't me and Alex been consulted? OK, the second one, wrap Greenland in a blanket. So uh, Professor Jason Box of the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland had the unique idea to wrap 10,000 square metres of Greenland, including coastline and glaciers, in a giant polypropylene um, blanket that would reflect sunlight and block out eroding winds. I don't know what everyone who lives in Greenland is doing. I've got to say. <laughs> I know can there's not a but there's a fair few. Yeah, unless they just get wrapped in a blanket and they're told, like, we're well, just gonna have to hibernate for a while, guys, <laughs> until we sort this problem out. <laughs> uh, other ones include feeding pollution to algae. I don't quite know how this one works. Well, to... I'm
1: quite excited about that one okay. because that seems to me, based on all my extensive scientific knowledge, seems to
2: be the answer. It, what it does is it um, gets rid of. Air pollution that comes in, so it eats the carbon dioxide, I believe. Okay. Well, that's a good idea then. So that one's a good mm. idea. This next one, see what you think. Float New York on the water.
0: What benefit would that have?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, this is a good call actually. <laughs> so it can theoretically accommodate fifty thousand people. So that, that's so that's that, that <laughs> yeah, idea like is like com- New York. <laughs> yeah, that idea is completely out for New York, um, New Orleans, or Houston then float on the ocean off coasts of low-lying cities and are designed to use solar, um, solar wind, thermal and tidal energies to create electricity. So that's how right. it helps. Okay. But I suppose, moreover, it just means that when those cities go underwater, then they're all right because they can float. So it doesn't really help that much, mm. aside from, I suppose, that other thing. But, yeah, it's a weird idea. That's not going to happen, is it? So we've heard a lot from all the scientists, <laughs> but what about the people that all the scientists turn to? Amazon, sending tiny little, like, you know, you buy yourself some nail scissors or something like that. And um, why did I pick nail scissors? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, you buy yourself something like nail scissors. They send you it in the same box that you might receive a sulphur in or something. (laughs) It's just insane the amount of packaging (laughs) they put on it. I know it's all cardboard, so it's all recyclable and everything like that, but it's an insane amount of packaging they put on.
1: I remember learning about the problem with the greenhouse effect and methane that was created from cows farting to create quite a significant amount. Now, you've recently gone vegetarian, Alex. Mm. So you're reducing that. Yeah. You're, you're another part of the, the hero movement. Mm. Um, I'm still eating meat, but then I do recycle, so it's okay.
2: Was there, Did a disco just drive past <laughs> someone's house? <laughs> What's going on?
0: I don't know if that's um, my mum's partner's son. <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: That's okay. Was he? Was it him singing with his live R and B band, or was it just him playing music?
0: I think he was singing.
2: Okay, cool, yeah. brilliant. Well, it was very good. Well, Congratulating and the, tell the him he's now he's he's now um, been on a, a Christian rock show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the
1: problem with the cows and the me fan how can we stop them farting? Because I did think about this as a child, about, like, I was quite naively thinking you would just put, like, some kind of butt plug up a cow. Wow. And that would reduce it. But it needs to go somewhere. So I've been thinking about this, and on a mass scale, you know that movie, Human Centipede? Okay. Would it be inhumane for us to do that to all the cows?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I don't know whether we've hit a new (laughs) low.
0: Surely, still would be the same amount of methane, it just becoming uh, it'd be traveling yeah. down.
1: Also, it would be very cruel, Alex, which is where I thought you <laughs> might go first off. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think we
0: ought I think know, all
1: All the scientists <laughs> listening don't use that one, it's horrendous.
2: <laughs> You know when people like, say, like, well, I'm stopping eating meat so it helps the environment and things because not as many cows fart. Surely there'll just be more cows out there because not enough of them are being eaten. Or does it just mean no. that they'll, they'll make fewer cows? Yeah, they'll well, make fewer cows. Well, the less
0: demand for it, they wouldn't need to produce as many, would they? Okay.
2: We don't want to make cows extinct, though, do we? I like cows.
0: No, I love cows.
2: I don't think that's the
1: issue. I think the issue with all of the beef consumption is that we're destroying the rainforest so that it can all be... We can rear all that cattle. Come back to that thing I said right at the beginning of the show about sometimes it can be demoralising to think, well, am I actually making a difference when I'm not doing anything of the big picture of the environment? Mm. Well, what we have to be doing is be socially conscious and then that becomes part of the culture. People like Greta Thunberg don't become a parody for fun. They become the... The, the voice of reason that we all need and people like Trump can can fuck off and um, let's get this environment back
2: on track. Did that do it? Absolutely. Yeah, and and it, what do you know what's really nice about that is it feels like it's the end of the podcast and the take home is Trump can fuck off. <laughs> That's that yeah. works perfectly for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. End
2: it there. <laughs> so 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 all the scientists and Donald Trump,
1: if you're listening, remember, don't be a dickhead.